This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Carr claps his hands, now gets the ball, back to pass again, fires towards the end zone, Adams reaches, grabs! Diving grab for his first Raiders touchdown, just inside the pylon. What a throw and catch! The Fresno connection works for the Raiders. Unnecessary roughness. Live from the underground lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Here's your boy Q. The 24-19 loss to the Chargers, but... It is football season. We are back on location. I'm at the home away from home, the underground lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Glad to be with you for the next few hours. Monday Night Football will be on these many tables. Our massive TVs that they have and all the tables in front of these TVs. Monday Night Football tonight will be on between Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos. The Russell Wilson Bowl will be going on later on this evening. You can watch all the action right here at the Oyo, the underground lounge. Uh, it's a good place to be. Got a bunch of drink specials. Got a lot of good food specials going on. We got a lot of prizes for you, and uh, we're going to be here each and every Monday throughout the NFL season. So very excited uh, to be here with you. Uh, obviously, it's not exciting to come off a of Raiders loss, but it's one. They have 17 more weeks, 16 more games, plenty of time to get back into the W column, but there's a lot to break down, a lot to talk about coming up on today's show, and that's what we're going to do here with you from the Underground Lounge for the next three hours. My man, Damon Cotton's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Again, I'm here on location, so we're excited uh, to be with you and start another week here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Coming up at 2.30, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and also the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He'll join us. He was uh, on location in L.A. at SoFi Stadium, as I was as well, uh, sitting in the press box watching that game that, that took place between the Raiders and the Chargers, again, ultimately resulting in a Chargers victory 24-19, and the Raiders didn't play very well. Obviously, I don't have to break that news to you by now. It's been talked about quite a bit. You saw it. You know how it all shook out. But uh, there's still a lot of uh, things that you could take away from it and say, okay, you know what, that was a positive, that was a positive. And, hell, at the end of the day, still had an opportunity to win a game that the Raiders had no business to win. So Ed Graney will join us at 2.30 to talk about what he saw, what he thinks the Raiders do moving forward to fix some of the mistakes. And they made plenty of mistakes on uh, Sunday. And really, for me, that was the most disappointing thing was the fact that they did make so many mistakes when that was a point of emphasis all offseason, all training camp, all preseason was not – making mistakes, not having self-inflicted wounds, but instead they shot themselves in the foot multiple times. So Ed Graney will join us at 2.30 at 3 o'clock. Excited to have this guest. At 3 o'clock we'll have Ryan Clark, former NFL safety host of the Pivot Podcast. He was out at Raiders training camp now a few weeks ago, and we've been trying to connect for the last few weeks, and it's just been hit or miss. He's been on ESPN NFL Live. He's been on Get Up. He's been on a bunch of different shows. So he's been doing this, that, and the other. I've been traveling a lot. So finally – we were able to connect. Actually, I was driving. It was funny. I was driving on Saturday on my way to L.A. for uh, to, for the game, and he hit me, and he was like, man, we're going to get this knocked out. Don't worry. We're going to figure this out. So I think I drove for the next 10 minutes, and we were just going back and forth. All right, well, what about this time? Okay, well, what about this time? Well, what about this? It was so funny the way it all shook out, but ultimately we, res- we ended up uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon is when uh, Ryan Clark's going to join the show. So excited about that. Excited to talk about what he, uh, you know, the conversation he had with Devontae Adams. It's his whole podcast was basically based off Devontae Adams. And, well, we all saw what Devontae did on <laughs> on Sunday. And, yeah, Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams putting in a monster show. And uh, that's the reason why the Raiders went out and got him. 
They went out to get an alpha dog because he could be that dude. He could be that difference maker, and that's exactly what he is and who he was on Sunday. Uh, now, obviously, the Raiders have to still put some stuff together. Now, they have to have some compliments around him. They do have the pieces there. They just got to figure out how to make it all work. And, look, this is a, this is a work in progress, right? I mean, nobody said that it was going to be, um, you know, rainbows and puppy dogs right out the gates. I did think that the Raiders were going to win that game. Uh, and, on, honestly, I still feel like they should have won that game, not by what they did on – on the field on Sunday, but I just feel like they have a, a better team, honestly. I know the quarterback, Justin Herbert's fantastic, but I just think with the weapons that the Raiders have, they should be able to win those kind of games, and I think that they'll get a little bit better, but there's a lot to, to you know, to break break down about this whole game, and, you know, we can look at it a bunch of different ways, and, uh, of course, we're going to want to hear from you throughout the course of the show at 702-365-9200 and Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. We definitely encourage you and invite you to be a part of the show today. So those are the only two guests that we have on the show, which is surprising. Normally we have at least three or four guests, but uh, we only have two today, but we do have sound that I was able to get from the locker room following the game. Devontae Adams got a good chunk of time with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, and Jermaine Illuminor. So you'll also hear those conversations coming up on the show today as well. So we got a lot to get to in a little bit amount of time. Uh, obviously I got a, a show topic that we're going to throw out there to you. Demond, he actually had an observation or a, something, that, a big takeaway that he had from the Josh McDaniels press conference that happened this morning around 10.30. Uh, and then I had a big takeaway, and I had a, a question that I asked Coach McDaniels. Actually, I asked Coach McDaniels a couple questions, but one uh, he gave us a really, really good answer on, and I just wanted to kind of break it down because I've heard a lot of different um, people breaking down conversations about, complaining about, upset about the performance that Derek Carr uh, put in on Sunday. And was it one of his better days? No, not at all. You know, he, he made a lot of mistakes, three uh, – Three interceptions is, is already bad enough, but then missing Waller in the end zone, uh, you know, just missing guys, that, a couple guys that were open, you know, looking like he was trying to get the ball to Devontae a little bit much, uh, looking like he was trying to hold on to the ball a little bit to try to make a big play develop instead of just getting the ball out of his hands, knowing his offensive line was struggling. There's a lot to break down, but one of the questions I asked Devontae, or not Devontae, excuse me, uh, Josh McDaniels, you'll hear his answer on and we'll talk about because uh, it's been something that's really been resonating with me for a little while. So with all that being said, you know Ed Graney joins us at 2.30, Ryan Clark at 3 o'clock, and of course you'll hear the locker room sound throughout the course of the show. So now that all that's been said and done, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. All right, so Damon, who's back, again back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, Damon Josh McDaniels met with us earlier today, and uh, he, there was a, a question that was asked to him and an answer that really stood out to you that when I called you, you said, hey, this is something I want to talk about. So go ahead and, and let me know what that was. Well, yeah, it adds on to yesterday after watching the game, I thought about the Raiders, how a lot of games last year, something that Austin Gale spoke about Friday, it was that the Raiders got lucky in some of those wins. And when you say luck, a lot of people think it's a pejorative, like people didn't earn or they didn't deserve to win. And that's not the point that I'm making. And with the answer that Josh McDaniels gave, and you'll hear it, better, and you'll hear it he mentioned about how the team has to learn to win. Learning to win, it doesn't carry over from last season, not for players or for coaches. And when I had that thought last night while I was at the gym and then I hear Josh McDaniels, it's almost like he put it in a better perspective than I could because he's the head coach of the team. So it was just one of those, when you have that thought when you're preparing for the show and then the coach solidifies what, what you're saying about, hey, it's not going to be last year because last year, if this was last season, the Raiders probably would have taken that game in overtime, pulled that win out of the hat, and it would have been, hey, I told you so, the Raiders still got it. But this is a new team and this is not last year. 
Okay, so you got the soundbite for me? I mean, I'm not a big, you're never going to hear me talk about moral victories or anything like that because I don't believe in that. Um, you know, but I, I like the competitive spirit of our team. Um, I like the character that we displayed yesterday. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's football. You know, you fall behind, you, play, you keep playing, you know, and uh, our job is to keep, catch up, you know, play better, coach better, and, uh, and catch up. And uh, we had a chance to do that. Uh, and for that, like I said, I respect the way we played and competed. Um, you know, yeah, but, you know, that's, that's every week. You know, we're going to play another good team this week, you know. And so if we do the right things, we'll have a chance, you know. And if we don't and we put ourselves in a hole, then it'll be hard, you know. So, um, you know, learning how to win is not something you get to carry over from one year to the next, not as a coach and not as a team. So, um, you know, that's something that you acquire through work and trust and repetition and habits. And uh, I, I really believe that. And so uh, we're going to work hard at it again this week. So there you go. Head coach Josh McDaniels right there, and he's talking about learning how to win. And you can't, you know, you can't carry that over like DeMond was saying. You can't carry that over from last year to uh, this year. And last year they were able to pull out a lot of last-second victories. And, you know, it's just one of those things, and that's why a lot of the odds makers and, you know, that's why a lot of the folks here in Las Vegas have the Raiders not going to win a whole lot of games because they say you just can't duplicate that. And I will say this. I mean, you can, you know, and the Raiders, and I'm sure all the Raider Nation that's been following the team long enough knows that they've always traditionally, going back in the day, was a team that you can never leave the game early because they always found a way to come back. But that was very veteran-led team, teams that were very uh, similar year to year, a lot of the same players that, you know, they just kind of had that DNA in them. Uh, this is a different day and time, right? This is a lot of new parts. This is a lot of new uh, coaching staff, new playbook. I mean, there's a lot of new that goes along with, uh, with everything that this team is putting out there. And, look, I'm not going to make any excuses for the team. They flat out lost the game. I mean, that's, that's bottom line. Let's, let's put it out there right now. They just flat out lost, right? I mean, it's just as simple as that. They're on one. Not a big deal. Uh, you know, they'll get back in the drawing board, and they'll figure out what they did wrong, and they'll, you know, go at it again on Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals and hope that they have a better result. But what I will say is that there is so much new to this that it just it felt like, as I sat in the press box at SoFi, it just felt like they just weren't all on the same page. They weren't all ready to execute on a high level. And I asked multiple players. I asked head coach Josh McDaniels earlier. Uh, I asked Hunter Renfro earlier just about, you know, not playing in the preseason at all. And I know other teams had plenty of guys that didn't play in the preseason, including the, the Chargers. But I just feel like with all the new that they had, there might have been a point where you wanted to have a few reps. Right? Again, I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? They could have came out and killed it, and then it would have been like, hey, see, they were right. You know, it had no doubt about it. Why did they need to do? They didn't need any preseason. But then they go out and they have a little bit of, uh, you know, timing was off a little bit. Uh, you know, the, and, and it's just, okay, well, maybe they should have had some preseason reps. So it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? So there's really uh, a fine line. And there's also a fine line. And this was the, the question that I had for head coach Josh McDaniels that I really wanted to talk about. And I really wanted to bring this to the table here on the show today, and I wanted to get people's thoughts. And really the question that I want to take or throw out there, first of all, is what your biggest takeaway from the game was, the 24-19 loss to the Chargers, and not the sky is falling type response, right? Not the, oh, my gosh, it's over, fire everybody, they all suck. I mean, that's 
we can all do that, and that's low-hanging fruit, and I think that that's boring radio. So I'm not asking for those kind of responses and, you know, yelling and screaming and, you know, whatever. DC's terrible. I mean, we've heard it all, right? I don't want Twitter on the radio. Let's put it like that. I don't want Twitter on the radio because we've seen the Twitter meltdowns. We want to actually have an intelligent conversation. So reasonable week one takeaways. And if you feel like whatever your answer is is reasonable, cool. I'm with it. Just you understand what I'm trying to say when it comes to some of the Twitter takes that are just unbelievable, right? There's still 16 more games to go. So what was your biggest takeaway, maybe concern? Uh, maybe you saw the glass half full. Maybe you're seeing something that's uh, a decent bright spot that you say, oh, you know what, that team could build off of that. So that's what the, the question that I want to throw out there to you is 702-365-9200 in the Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. And, again, I'll leave it up to your discretion to, to decide if it's, you know, a Twitter a Twitter meltdown or if it's a real deal radio conversation. But earlier today when we met with head coach Josh McDaniels, uh, I've heard a lot of people talk and people have hit me up and said, you know, and it's funny, <laughs> taking it back a step further, leaving the stadium or going down to the locker room on a Sunday at SoFi Stadium, me and Vinny are walking together. We get in the elevator, and there's some people that Vinny knows from L.A. that are in the media, and they start talking to him. And so I'm just ear hustling, right? I'm just standing there ear hustling, listening to the conversation. And these guys are like, man, that's always been the problem with Derek Carr. He holds the ball too damn long. And I almost broke my neck. I almost broke my neck when he said that because I was like, wait, when? Since when has Derek Carr held the ball too long outside of this game, right? I mean, for years, and I mean years, the li- at least the last two or three years, what has been the conversation about Derek Carr? Oh, he's checked down Charlie. He throws the ball too quick. He gets away the, you know, he gets the ball to the, the running back. He just checks it down into the flats. That's all we've heard for the last couple years, right? I know myself. I've even said, hey, sometimes Derek needs to hold on to the ball and allow it to develop and allow the, you know, the, the, the wide receiver to get open or at least to get a step so they can have a bigger play instead of just the, you know, the check down safe play, just get some yardage like Coach Gruden used to always tell him to do. I've said that myself on this very show. And I've only been doing this show for a little bit over a year, so I know that this is a recent conversation. But when I heard that from the, 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 the media guys yesterday in L.A., I was like, they can't be serious. And I was like, oh, they don't, they don't watch Derek Carr very much, so they don't really know. So I just kind of left it at that. But then I got hit with so many people telling me, Derek Carr holds the ball too damn long. I was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> he holds the ball in this game because he's trying to make a play down the field and trying to hit – Devontae or Darren for a big play or, you know, try to let Hunter get open instead of immediately getting the ball out of his hands. And all of a sudden it's like, again, the sky is falling. And, you know, like I said, Twitter rants are Twitter rants. But, I mean, I literally had people hitting me up, like texting me while I'm driving back from L.A. I'm doing the little voice text back and forth about, well, what about this? Well, okay, if he gets the ball out of his hands that quick, then all of a sudden you say, well, why do you have Devontae Adams for if you're not going to allow him to get open? Or why do you have all these playmakers if you're not going to allow him to cook? So, It's kind of a fine line, and that's where I went when I was talking to Josh McDaniels, and he even said he was talking about pressure, and he was talking about the offensive line protecting the quarterback as Derek Carr got sacked five times, and Devontae Adams got sacked one time as well on a crazy, weird reverse play that looked like it was going to be a wide receiver pass that just never developed. It was really a bad play just in general. But, you know, he said something about, Sometimes you can get the ball out of your hands quicker, and that makes the offensive line look like they're protecting a little bit more. So my question to head coach Josh McDaniels was, okay, what is the fine line? What is the fine line to getting the ball out of your hands quickly and also holding on to the ball a little bit longer to allow a Waller, an Adams, a Renfro, your weapons to get open? I thought it was a great answer from head coach Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I think there's there's really, um, you know, 
kind of a an art in terms of like trying to figure out, you know, at what point do you go ahead and and do that? Not only the quarterback, but also maybe the way you call the game. You know, um, you know, there's a feeling during the drive. The rush is fresh. Maybe we don't do that as much. You know, the rush is a little tired. Maybe we do it more. You know. Um, and then the quarterback, obviously, he's out there. Nobody knows and understands the rush uh, and and the way the coverage is being played more than he does because he's on the field. And so I have a great deal of respect and appreciation for the quarterbacks in general because, you know, you and I can sit here and say, hey, do this or do that, but at the end of the day, they got the ball, you know, and they're feeling everything. You know, they see the rush, they see the disguise, you know, they see the blitzers, you know, they, they see the coverage, you know, they understand a lot, a lot of the little things that are happening on the field. So, um, you know, would I love to say that we are going to play a perfect game in terms of timing and, hey, we're going to get it out quick, and then, you know, at the perfect moment we're going to hold it and the rush is going to die down, and then we're going to throw it for a chunk, and then we're going to go back to throwing it quick again. That would be great, you know what I mean? And every time I call a screen, they're going to be 15 yards up the field. I mean, that would be perfect, but it's not realistic, you know. So some of the things that, you know, that you have to do, I think, in the passing game, and this takes just games and reps and, and feeling and understanding, um, is when to say the play is done. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I want it to work, and it, ugh, that first read didn't when there, second read wasn't there. You know what? Maybe the situation in the game is such that I just throw the ball away and take an incomplete pass. You know, that happens. You know, same thing with a runner. You know, you want to make every run can't be a touchdown. You know what I mean? I thought there were times yesterday where, where we tried for extra yards, and there was times we put our head down and got a couple extra, and that was it. You know, so uh, making those split second decisions is important and understanding when to do it, when not to do it, but it's not an exact science, that's for sure. So there was it, goes Josh Bedale's response to my question about the fine line in between, in between um, when to, when to, to check the ball down and when to hold on to it and allow a play to develop a little bit. And I think that that's something that we have to understand. Before we start criticizing and complaining and getting upset about either holding on to the ball or getting rid of the ball too quickly, like there's a fine line and there's a science to it. And I don't know. Obviously, I've never been in the trenches. I don't know what that fine line is. So, you know, when you look at it and you look at what Derek Carr is doing, do you rather him, knowing that the offensive line is going to be a question mark, and they were, what, pressured 22 times? There was 22 pressures on Carr yesterday. I mean, that's a lot. Do you want him to hold the ball a little bit longer and try to let that play develop? Do you want him to just get the ball in his hands quickly, uh, at least giving that offensive line some time to gel? You know, what do you think the best solution would be when it comes to that situation? Then you start to think back after you hear that answer. You start to think back to what you saw on Sunday and start to break it down like, okay, well, should he just check it down to the back or and just get the yards and then and then live to see another down? Or should he hold that ball a couple more seconds and then let it rip down the field? So when you hit us up, you can answer that question as well, 702-365-9200. Let's start off things with Jared right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, Jared? What's up, Q? Somber up, day brother? here. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? For me, um, it is. it was Derek trying to do too much you know what it's like when you get that that shiny new toy or that or they yep. start that new job and you just you just want it to go perfect and i felt like he was just trying too hard it was far from his best day he was missing high he was missing behind he was missing short a lot short sometimes i just felt like he was doing 
too much. And I think that in trying to make things happen or doing too much, that, yeah, I think he did miss the fine line between, you know, checking it down, holding it, holding on to the ball too much. And, and, and you know what, like he, he was for me, um, you know, just worried about the line and on the last drive, I don't feel like he was worried about it all day, but it seemed like he was a little bit, he was a little bit, you know, on his toes, if you will, in the pocket uh, when we had a chance to, you know, to finally do something in the end, but you know what, bro, that Mac he, he came He's pretty good, close. huh? They get, He's they a pretty good player. Closer, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Did they not get yeah. a closer or what? I mean, right. So for me, for for me, for me, bro, it, it it's Derek trying to do too much, and um, we've seen him do it before. We've we've seen this right. from Derek before. Yeah. Agreed. Good call, man. Good call. And that's what I'm talking about. That's a great call right there. And I, I think that Derek would agree that he tried to do too much. He even said so after the game that he was trying to be too aggressive. I think that he was trying to show off, uh, you know, the, the tools that he had. And I don't mean show off like, oh, look what I could do, look what I could do. But just, hey, we have these weapons. Let me make sure I use them and put them to, you know, put them in effect and, and, and make them you know, what everyone believes that they can be. And there's, you know, obviously there's been a lot of conversation about how great this offense could be, but some of that doing too much to what Jared's point was is also the fact that it's the first time they did it. The very first time they did it. They didn't do any of it in preseason. I know they had a couple joint practices with the Patriots and we got to see it, but this is the first time that the Bulls were live. So I think he was probably a little amped up. You know, Jerry brought up a great point about when you get that new job and you're trying to, you know, do do the most and show that, prove to the employer that, hey, this is why you got me. Sometimes you get a little, you know, extra juice under your sails and, and, and you do a little bit too much, right? So I think that that was a really good call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Let's go back out to the phone lines, talk to our guy Rich in Oakland. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Rich? Hey, what's up, Q? Chilling, man. Hey, so I think that um, I'm going to go with the positives first. You know, positives, playing one of the best teams in the league. They've been in the system already for two years, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And even though we had three interceptions, you know, the turnovers killed us, but it was really we were there to win the game at the end, at the end you know, six-point game. It yep. is what it is, you know, new system for McDaniels. I think he played – he called a solid game yesterday. Uh, one blunder was uh, the when Devontae Adams play. you know, we tried that – the goofy play. I didn't really like that, but yeah. besides that, yeah. I feel like he had. He I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. didn't I didn't like that play call at all, especially because we had the momentum, you know. But it is what it is. Um, I like Nate Hobbs, man. Nate Hobbs. I feel like he's going to be special. The defensive line has to get a little more pressure. If we didn't really see uh, 55 out there get any pressure at all, hopefully he balls out next week against his ex team. Um, what else? Uh, the injuries. You know, we rested all of our players all preseason, and we got kind of banged up, man. So yeah. hopefully everybody, you know, hopefully we bounce back in that way. And um, so to the negatives, you know, Derek, Derek, the thing about Derek that, you know, when you give him time, you give him the protection, he's going to ball out. But the thing he has to understand is that you're not going to have a perfect pocket in the NFL every single snap. And you see it with other quarterbacks that they use their legs in order to yeah. move around the pocket. Even if you're not mo- the most mobile quarterback, which Derek, he's actually pretty athletic, but he just does not use his legs to move yep. to the left, move to the right, climb up in the pocket, bro. Like, we know you got it in you. Why don't you do it? Like, the offensive line is giving up a lot of pressures. Okay, help them out a little bit. And I, honestly, you know, I think that they did a pretty, pretty decent job yesterday. I just want Derek, this is all I ask from Derek, you know, 
take care of the ball, take a long shot when it's there. If not, you know, I don't care if you check it down. Just get them first downs. Keep moving the chains. And one thing that I ask of Derek is hold on to the ball, bro. It seems like every time that he gets hit, it's like a 90% chance that he fumbles the ball. Just climb up, move around the pocket, and do what you got to do, bro. Like, we're not going to bash you. You know, it's one game. Let's not panic. Let's go home, and let's game plan for the Cardinals, and let's get a dub. Bounce back, Derek. That's all we ask of you. Have a good day, Q. Hey, great call. Rich in Oakland right there. And, yeah, you know, the thing with his legs, and I think we've all – been saying that for a long time right and i remember asking lincoln kennedy this specifically you know uh, it was like two years ago i asked him is the next step for Carr to be able to you know use his legs and get more mobile and he said yeah that's the next step but he's not gonna do it it's just not in him he just doesn't do it he has the athletic ability to do it and i'll go back to, to 2016 when he broke his ankle he stopped being that guy that scrambled around as much as he did remember the very first drive of the game on sunday he did exactly what you're, just, what you're asking for him to do, Rich. He climbed the pocket on third down. It was third and long. And he climbed the pocket, and he hit Devontae Adams for a big first down. It was huge, but he had to step up. He had to get a little mobile, and he stepped right into the throw. And that was really the last time he did it, right? I mean, it was just very few and far in between. And it's just a mindset, man. It's just like some guys have it, and it's just natural. It's not something that you can say, do this, do this, do this, because when – when when the bullets become live and all of a sudden it's in that moment, you revert back to who you are. You'll always – it doesn't matter how much someone tries to pound this into your head, pound this into your head, pound this into your head. You're always going to revert back to who you are when it gets when it gets hot, when it gets real, when it gets live, you know, when all of a sudden the pressure's on. That's when you'll always go back to who you are. And so Derek just has in his mind that he wants to stay in the pocket and he wants to throw that rock. And, you know, that's how he wants to beat you. He wants to beat you with his mind. He says that all the time. Like I, he says, I like the intelligence part of the game. I like the, you know, I like understanding what I'm seeing and, and being able to dissect it. He said that. That's just who he is. So for him, to, you think he's gonna, you know, run around the yard? And I'm not talking specifically to you, Rich, but I'm just saying in, in general, it's just not gonna happen. You know, I, I would like to see him scramble and keep some plays open as, uh, as well, keep him alive. But I, I just, I feel like I'm, you know, beating a, a dead horse. When, uh, when I continue to ask that because it's just something that he doesn't do. Uh, one quick text from, or one quick tweet from Aaron. He said, uh, one, Hobbs and D.A. are the real deal. So obviously, Devontae Adams. Two, the defense did exactly what we've been asking them. They gave the offense a chance. Three, it really looks like the Raiders need some time to gel on all sides of the ball. That was a tough team to play right out of the gate. And the Chargers were, but for everything that everyone's been touting them as the greatest thing ever since sliced bread, I mean, they looked, they looked all right. But I will say this, and then we'll take a break. That was the first game for them, too, right? So I think that they'll be a much better team later on down the road, too. And next time the Raiders face them, they'll probably be a better team than they were on Sunday. But I think the Raiders will be a better team than they were on Sunday as well. So it was the first week. I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to act like the sky's falling. Uh, this is mature Q talking because, you know, four or five years ago, I would have been in here turning tables over, flipping out and tripping out. And, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Fire everybody, you know, put some gasoline and just let it all burn down. But, um, yeah, I've grown a lot from that. So I'm not going to be that guy. I realize that it's a marathon and not a sprint. 227 is the time. Speaking of a guy who knows about marathons and sprints, Ed Graney. Been around the block a couple times. Man, he knows what's going on. He was at the game. He was at SoFi Stadium in the press box. He'll join us next to give his takeaways. This is Radio Nation Radio 920 Live from the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. 
That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. On first and ten, Carr's got it back to his left, raises his right leg, calls for it. Three-step drop, looks down the field, has a wide-open Adams across midfield. 45-30, spins away at the 35, Adams cuts inside 25, and finally brought down at the 23-yard line. That boy is good. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And we're here live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino right across from the MGM. You can't miss us. Come on by. Hang out with us. My man Juan the Smasher's in the building. He's chilling, getting ready for Monday Night Football, the Russell Wilson Bowl, the Divorce Bowl, whatever you want to call it. Seahawks, Broncos, Monday Night Football action. We'll be here for that. But come on by because right now we're talking Raiders Chargers. The Raiders drop to the Chargers in the season opener, 24-19. And a guy who was there in the press box to watch the whole thing. And it's funny, he was in the press box because the show was actually called the press box. That's Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, also from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. And, Ed, we've been talking about, or at least I was talking about, and I asked this to Josh McDaniels earlier, when is the fine line, what is the fine line for Derek Carr as a quarterback to check the ball down and just get rid of it and take the yards that he has in front of him or hold on to the ball and try to get the bigger play and that ultimately resulted in him getting sacked five times? How, what is that fine line to try to straddle? That's a great question. I wasn't uh, I wasn't on the Zoom. I was flying home, but good question by UQ. Um, you know, he, he needs to know that more than we do. He's been in the league for nine years. Um, you know, we're just kind of watching him and evaluating uh, as much as best we can in the position we're at in the media. So, you know, he's he's got to do – I'll just leave it at this. Obviously, he's got to do a better job on that fine line straddling that he did yesterday. Um, right. And I think it was more – what he said afterwards, it was more that if, if he doesn't if he doesn't force the passes and he doesn't try to be too aggressive, then maybe the holding on of the ball and and and, and this, uh, some of the sacks he took doesn't hurt them as much. But when you compound both of them, then it, you know it turned out to be a, not a very good day for Derek. So you know what that fine line is. I mean, I'm certainly not going to say that I know more than him. He's been in the league. He's been a starter NFL quarterback for nine years. But and I don't. You can tell me what Josh said because, like I said, I was flying back. But um, I, I think the the picks, you know, kind of overrode the fact that you know, you know, some of those sacks were because it was coverage sacks, or you know, he just he was a little jittery after the interceptions and held on to it too much. And that can happen too. You know, you start throwing picks and you start it gets in your mind and you start you know kind of second guessing things, so you hold on to it a little more. Right. No. And 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 proving that you can get that that done. I just you know the reason I asked is because for years we've been hearing everyone say how you know char- check down Charlie, check down Charlie, and yeah, well yeah. Devontae Adams is not going to have a big season now because he has Derek Carr instead of Aaron Rodgers. And I think that Derek Carr was going out and showing not necessarily like this was his motivation, but trying to show that hey, with all these weapons, I can really get it done. And I felt like it just it it, it gave that aggressive feel that he was talking about following the game. Yeah, that's a great point because. Um, He's heard everything about Checkdown Charlie. He's heard that his whole career. So now that he has, you know, the best receiver in football, and who, who you know, obviously played really well, and they were hooking up for a lot, a lot of good games. Um, maybe that is kind of mentally into him because what has he been told the entire offseason? He's been told about how many good guys he has now, and you know, yeah, you know, Adams isn't there. It's Hunter Renfro. If it's not Hunter Renfro, it's Darren Waller. So I'm sure that's in his mind also, and he wants to make play after play after play. And, you know, he doesn't like to hear the check down Charlie comments. He's heard them for, you know, most of his career. So maybe yeah. yesterday was a good example of 
maybe I, I'm not going to say that I, you know, I do think I've seen some film off Twitter that there were open receivers on some of the interceptions. I don't know what he saw, but, you know, maybe he's trying to force things so that kind of moniker doesn't kind of follow him around anymore. You know, it's funny. I saw I saw one uh, play that was trying to uh, do a film breakdown on Twitter, and it was a throw that he made to Devontae Adams that ended up going out of bounds. And it was funny, the person breaking it down was saying how Hunter Renfro was open, when in fact Hunter Renfro was not open, but Mac Hollins was open, you know. So it, yeah, it was funny yeah. It was funny that the, the guy was trying to break it down, but the person he was talking about being open, he was actually wrong about, but Mac was open, you know. And so there are guys that are open, but then that's the, you know, that's the shorter play. And so, again, going back to the whole check down Charlie, I think that, you know, he's trying to show that, hey, I, as long as I have all these weapons, I can make some things happen. Now, Ed, I want to ask you also about the offensive line. And we saw a healthy rotation. There was like four different, you know, different entities, I guess, or four different yeah. variances of the offensive line. I don't think that that's something that they can do continuously. I mean, how quickly do they need to find a starting five that they're comfortable with? I mean, I think it would have been good if they did it before yesterday, right? He said seven earned the right to play. I don't know yep. if that means seven or good. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think that might have been they started they they played seven over the course of a game because they're still not really sure who's good enough to play on the line. And you know, after a first game like that, you'd hope that they'd get to some consistency in terms of just the starting line. But I don't know if that happens after yesterday, right? I mean, that, you know, a lot of things went poorly yesterday with that line. So maybe this is how they have to continue on until they find you know the players that they need to fit those positions. Um, I don't think Josh wants to do what he did yesterday all the year. I think, you know, the, the optimum thing would be to settle on a line like most teams and have your backups. So I right. would think sooner than later in their minds, but, you know, until it's proven that they have a solid line that can get the job done, I assume he's going to keep looking at different people and, and until they can kind of get some consistency up there. Talking right now with Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, also Las Vegas Review Journal here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And let's say roughness, my man DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, Ed, while you were on the plane, something else that Josh McDaniel said today is that the team has to learn how to win, that wins do not carry over for players or coaches from previous seasons. So what you saw yesterday, the Raiders, they obviously had a chance to maybe tie that game, take it into overtime, or even win it. What was the difference between what this team was able to do down the stretch yesterday's game as opposed to what they would have done last season? Well, that's a good question, Damon. I mean, a lot of things went wrong down the stretch, obviously, with the front of the, you know, with the line and, and, and breakdowns and stuff like that. And I mean, look, here's the thing. Here's what I think. I, I think, still think they're a really good team. I think that, you know, they're going to win a lot of games. Everything, you know, some things broke down yesterday where, you know, you don't want to break it down at points you don't want to break it down. And so, would they have won the game last year near the end of the season when they beat the Chargers? Maybe. But, you know, it's one game. Um, you know, this is overreaction Monday, like, you know, we all right. do, and, you know, this, this, is, this is our job, right? This is what we do. You know, everyone overreacts, like Hugh just said. There's, there's uh, you know, Twitter people breaking down films, or I don't know if they've ever broken down film in their lives. <laughs> but but we're, we're starting to break down film. Um, so whether they won the game last year that they would have done yesterday, I'm, I'm not sure. It's just at the end of the day, yesterday wasn't a very good day for them. The quarterback struggled. They had breakdowns up front where he, you know, he was got a little skittish in terms of, like you said, holding onto the ball. But they could come back and, and, and play very well and beat an Arizona team on Sunday and everything will be back to, okay, you know, here they go. So I don't make too much of one game. They just didn't play well. And you have to say right. it. You have to talk about it. You have to write it. I mean, this is what we do. But I still think they have a chance to be a really good team. All right, Ed, something else that I want to talk about on the defensive side of the ball, Nate Hobbs. 
I think Nate Hobbs yeah. had a great game on the defensive side. He would have been the player of the game, even though it was a loss. And per PFF, he played in 21 snaps on the outside, along with yeah. playing nickel. But with the injury to Anthony Averett, do you think that we're going to see even more of Nate Hobbs on the outside going against this game? I think that's a, I think that's a great point by you, and I think he had a great game. I didn't, you know, the the one call on the unnecessary, I thought, it's a hard call to make. Um, yep. You know, uh, he's sliding. Um, you're, you're going 100 miles an hour. I get that. You know, in one sense, you know why they make the call. But in another, I thought it was a really, really tough call to make on him. Uh, but, Damon, I think you're, you're right. I thought he had a terrific game. And I assume with Averitt, uh being out now that he's going to be on more on the outside. I know they're bringing some guys in. They brought uh, uh, one in today. And, you know, maybe that's how they go about it. Um, but, you know, I, I really think that uh, Nate has a chance to have a terrific season, like you said. I thought he was great yesterday. Yeah, he was. He was really good and, and, you know, made a big play at the end that allowed the Raiders to have an opportunity to go down there yeah. and win the game, and ultimately it didn't happen. But uh, you saw what Nate Hobbs could be. Now, Ed, something I asked multiple players yesterday in the locker room, uh, I asked Hunter Renfro earlier today, and I want to ask you, do you think that some of the timing and, and just some of the missteps that the Raiders took on Sunday had to do with everything being new and them not having any preseason reps? Yeah, and that was a good question you asked, Hunter. You know, New, you, you look back on it, right, and everything's hindsight with us, you know, in, right. in terms of looking back on things. And you say, okay, new coach, new system, would it have helped? But we weren't saying that after the two New England practices that they dominated. Right. So, you know, I mean, they were, you know, they, they dominated those practices, and those guys all played in those. So I think it's something, you know, if they win yesterday, we don't ask it. If they lose, we ask it, which was a good question by you. But it goes back to, and Hunter said this too, They've started off 1-0 and 2-0, and those guys haven't played before. I think the only thing you can say is maybe because it was a new coach and a new system, would you like to get them some time? Maybe, but I don't think that's why they lost. I think they just made some mistakes that you can't make in. You, they turn the, you can't. You know, I didn't go through every game yesterday, but how many teams won that turned the ball over three times? Right, um, right. I don't know. I mean, I, I would think not many. Um, no. You know, you just you just can't turn the ball over three times in the NFL. You can't give up that many possessions when you know there's a finite number of possessions that you get in a game. Um, you know, the Chargers ran nine more plays. I thought defensively, the Raiders in the second half made some nice adjustments at halftime. They held them seven points zero in the fourth quarter. Now a little of that was the Chargers kind of taking their foot off things. I thought, and they almost paid for it. They almost chargered it up like we've seen in yeah. the past. Yep. Um, but you know, I thought the defense played well in the second half and. Maybe there was some rust there, but, you know, I thought Hunter answered your question well in terms of, you know, they've done this in the past and they've been fine in the first game. I just thought, you know, again, the, the three picks really hurt them. Yeah, no, it did. And, you know, and then we'll wrap up with this, Ed, uh, that those three picks and ultimately other plays as well. The Nate Haas play, even though, as you mentioned, that was a really tough one for Nate. Uh, let's see, there was a there was a, um, a false start that Illuminor, no, not Illuminor, Thayer Munford had that was a yeah. self-inflicted wound. How yeah. surprised were you that they had many self-inflicted wounds when that's what their emphasis was all at training camp? Yeah, I mean, it's surprising, and it's, it's, it's hard because those guys didn't play. You know, well, Munford, but those, you know, the skill guys didn't play, like you said, the starters in the, in the preseason. So I don't think that could have been predicted. Um, but this is what they worked on, not, not shooting themselves in the foot and not, you yep. know, having mistakes that, you know, lead to losses. And that's what happened. And like I said, I'll repeat it. It's one game. I still think they have a chance to be a really good team. I mean, I thought yep. Devontae Adams, you saw some things with Devontae Adams yesterday that we've been hearing. You know, that you saw when he was in Green Bay, and you saw, I mean, the one, the one uh, 41 yarder, I think it was, Q, where he yeah. turned the guy around was just amazing. Right. Yep. An amazing play. I thought Derek made two nice throws to Waller to get them down in position. 
Um, I thought at 3-0, if he hits Waller at the goal line instead of 3-3, it's 7-3. He missed on that one through behind him. I I thought that was kind of a big play because it gives you the lead instead of a tie. So there were just all these one plays throughout the game that if you look back, and that's like any loss, right? You're always going to have like five, six plays and a loss that you look back on and say, okay, well, if you'd done that, well, you know what? They didn't, so they're 0-1-1. So now they got to, you know, like Josh always says, like look at the film, correct the mistakes, and move on. I mean, there's 17 games, 16 more. So um, I wouldn't. Uh, I know it's overreaction Monday, but I don't think uh, you or I are completely overreacting too much. No, no, and I, I refuse to. I, I said it earlier in the show. I said, you know, four or five years ago, Q may have overreacted and said the sky is falling, but not today. <laughs> not no, now. Exactly. Grown, feel, feel like we've grown a lot from then, so I'm not, not going to do that. And I think there was still some positives to take away from what the Raiders did. They just need to continue to work on it. And, and like, I, I'm with you. I think they still have a great chance of being a really good team. So we'll see what happens. Ed, fantastic stuff. What do you got coming out on the RJ that we should be on the lookout for? Just uh, we'll do more Raiders. Uh, it's a big fight week in Vegas. Um, Aces are uh, rolling and they're up one zero. And then uh, uh, press box will talk a lot about it as well. Nice, I like it. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad you made it back to All town right. uh, safely, you and too. I appreciate your time. You too. <laughs> you appreciate you guys. See you later. All right, brother. There he goes, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas on Twitter at Ed Graney. He also is a great writer for the RJ, and we definitely appreciate his work. Two forty-three is the time. We'll come back, get to a couple calls. We'll also get to a guy that uh, mentioned there's four or five plays in the game that determine the outcome. That's Josh Jacobs. You'll hear the conversation that we had with Josh in the locker room following the game here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Now back to unnecessary roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Got a text from Raider Chavez as we're here at the Oyo, the underground lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino for Monday Night Football. Come on by, hang out with us. Got uh, Raider Chavez on our Salmon Ash text line. I really dislike preseason on the first one of support not playing starters, but with that being said, this team looked like they could have used some preseason snaps. And again, I agree, and the reason I agree with that is because there was a lot of new. If it had been just a, a regular, you know, like Josh McDaniels, if this was next year and this was the second year in his scheme, I would have said then, hey, everything is good. But from, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. But looking at it yesterday, it looked like they could have used a few preseason snaps. Let's go out to the phone line talk to our guy, Raider Mike in Colorado. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's going on? What's going on with you and D? Uh, man, Chilling up. Chilling. That day, you know, victory Monday always feels better. But, you know, I ain't going <laughs> right. to overreact. Yep. Um, a few positives that I had from the game, you know, um, it was fairly close. Uh, Abrams. Um very improved. Well. I think yep. the dog on the field, I feel like at some point, man, we, I don't remember a play where I didn't see him around the ball. Um, so Played every exactly, snap. <laughs> exactly. So high ups to him. Um, and I would just want to also put some more respect, as I already had, on, on Nate Hobbs, man. He's slowly becoming one of my my favorite uh, Raiders, if not my, my number one favorite right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see the improvement from him. And I also, the discipline level. Um, if there's anything we could take from the game that was positive, the two what two or three penalties, I'll right, take three that penalties day over yeah. a, a, a game where we have what we usually have around nine or ten. You know right. what I mean? So I, I was I kept a, I kept an eye on that, and that was something that I really uh, was really impressed with. Um, and just the defense overall. I know first half they didn't look good. Um, they were just driving down. You know, I felt like um, the Chargers were driving down the field. But I do yep. remember that you know with with PG. Um, he does give up a lot between the 20s, but in that red zone, um, it usually results in three. Now, I don't agree with the Nate Hobbs uh, penalty. I, I don't think that – I think that um, Herbert wasn't down yet before he was hit. Right. 
I didn't agree with that. But and then, like I said, the the negatives, obviously the the, the interceptions, uh, the screen game. Where was that at? I didn't see that at all. And I'm thinking, for as bad as the line is, I understand that there uh, the Chargers front four was getting home. But why not throw some some screen game out there? You know, we got our, our running back room is full. You know, why not right. use that? You know, and um, just, uh, uh, hell, where was Chandler Jones? <laughs> I, MIA, I he's on the back of a milk carton right now. <laughs> Man, I heard him. I heard his name a few times. He, he he was trying to make a few plays, like uh, trying to trip a few people up, man. But I, I didn't see enough from him. Like I hope next week against his, his former team, man, he shows up. But um, yeah, that's about it, man. You know, it's, it's still Raider Nation. Like I said, I'm not going to overreact to this game. Yesterday I was a little go. pissed off, you know, just trying <laughs> to mellow it out a little bit and, and get ready for week two. So, oh, you by the way, man, before I get off this call, uh, you got to tell Ryan Clark, man, he can't be saying Bronco Nation because there's no such thing as Bronco Nation. I heard I'll him write saying it down. that earlier. I'll write it down and I'll tell him next. <laughs> yeah, man, I heard, him saying, I heard him say that on first take. I said, oh, no. I said, that's well, he was on first take. There's that. <laughs> I'll yeah, tell him next, man. Oh. I'll tell. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. I'll tell him next. I promise you. I'll, I'll tell him that right when we get ready to wrap up. I'll tell him that Raider Mike in Colorado said that. Uh, I think he'll laugh, get a good laugh out of that. Appreciate it. Uh, and I'll say that, yeah, that Nate Hobbs call was a tough one, man. It really was. And that would have been the second time in the red zone that the Chargers would have had to settle for three, which is something I think you're going to see from this Raiders defense. More often than not, they're going to force threes instead of touchdowns, allowing touchdowns in the red zone. But that, that play gave them another set of downs, and they score a touchdown. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. One guy that could have benefited from maybe a little, a couple screens is Josh Jacobs. He met with us in the locker room following the game. Here's that conversation. I'm talking to uh, Jermaine, and he was saying that going into the game, you kind of had an idea that you know you guys might mix things up in terms of who's in on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as a running back, how does that change your, your approach, knowing that maybe different guys rotating in and out? Uh, honestly, I don't really notice that. Like, I just play like my execution, you know what I'm saying, my assignment. Um, and I just respect the film guys are professionals to be able to do their job. Um, so, yeah, I really don't pay too much attention to it. In the second half, it seems like you guys had a little bit more success running the football. Uh, is there anything that changed or adjusted in the, in the second half? No, nah, not really. Uh, I feel like the first half, we didn't really have the ball too much. Um, second half, we kind of got a chance to, to sink in and, and play play ball a little bit more. Um, so I think that, that was just the, the mindset behind that. And with the just the amount of runs in general, you guys didn't run it too much, too often. Was that just a, either like a factor of playing from behind or just the game plan in general? Uh, I think it was a combination of the two. Um, one thing I do know that we're going to play however we feel is, is best for that week. So one week we might run the ball a lot, and next week we might throw the ball a lot. Um, and I feel like every guy on this team has uh, bought into that. So however it played out is just how it played out. As you mentioned, you did have some some more success later in the game. Did you? Was it, it into your mind a couple of times that when you guys were close to the goal line, you are like, you want you want to have that ball, you want to run it instead of pass it? Uh, I knew what we was doing our game plan throughout the week. Um, I slipped on a one run, which was a clear, easy walk in. Um, so I just put that on me. You got to be better. And as offense, I mean, you guys had a, a few turnovers, you know, maybe some plays. Like you said, maybe that play where you could have scored mm-hmm. and didn't, and then still, you know, still late in the game. Yeah. Seven, four, four, you have a chance to go win it. How do you view that? Is it frustrating or encouraging? It's, it's, it's definitely uh, both. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely both. I say it's frustrating because you know you're this close, and you know, in, in this league, three to four plays change the whole dynamic of the game. Um, but I'm just happy that the guys, you know, going through all that adversity that we went through and, and still being in a position to win the game. Um, I think that, that just speaks volumes and testament to, to the type of team that we have.
How frequently do you check this one out, look at it on, on film, and then clear it and, and move on to Arizona? Uh, I mean, me, uh, I already know the plays where I have to look at for myself. Um, and it's like, you know, it wasn't no, like, miss, miss assignments. It's just about execution. Um, so that's kind of frustrating on, on my part, uh, speaking for myself. But, man, I mean, I, I think it's a unique because I have an opportunity to come in, man, and focus on the things that I, that I feel like I didn't do as well um, and then try to apply that to next week. Do you feel any of the lack of execution was week one type stuff? Uh, I mean, you could say that. Uh, but I'm not gonna blame it on that. Right. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. yeah. Talk about that play to the left, that where you slipped. Yeah. Just kind of deciding which way to go, or is it a field? Nah, man. Look, I knew that the safety he was already outside. It was literally nobody there. If if he was gonna meet me at the goal line, he, his best bet was gonna hit me from the side. So it was like it was an easy walk in. I think I just got too, a little too happy in my mind. Um, yeah, got too big and and I, I slipped. But uh, yeah, I just got to be better with that. So you say you knew the game plan coming in for these, but that two-point conversion when they, they after the penalty, you're only a yard away. Was there anything that was like, come on, coach, give give me the ball? I want Honestly, I, I wanted the uh, I wanted to do in my head when I was looking at it, I was like, QB sneak might have worked right here. So I wasn't even thinking about me, honestly. Um, and I mean, like I said, I trust the guys that we have. Man, we got a lot of weapons. You know what I'm saying? So on any given play, I feel like it could be a big one. Um, so. I trust the system, man. I'm just trying to trying to play my part in. There's Josh Jacobs in the locker room following the game right there. 24-19, Chargers victory over the silver and black. And I love the accountability that Josh Jacobs has. I know what I did wrong. I know what I got to do to clean it up, including slipping on that play that would have been a walk-in touchdown. That's a big play right there as well. We talk about the miss to Waller, but that was a big one as well. So we'll get to more of that. 2.56 at the time. We're at the Oyo, the hotel and casino, inside the Underground Lounge. Ryan Clark will join us to kick off hour number two of the show. This is Rare Nation Radio 920.